ZipRecruiter is a proud sponsor of Without Warning Podcast. Use code word WOW and search for jobs anytime, anywhere. The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. On the last episode, you heard from Sheriff Patrick Ray of DeKalb County. In this episode, you are going to hear from the lead detective, Jeremy Taylor. You will hear how Jeremy Taylor came to his conclusion that Lauren fell off the cliff and floated over to the second cove. You will hear about the cliff not being secured. People were allowed inside the tape. You will also hear that there was no bagging and tagging of evidence. There was no rape kit done. No investigation on the second area where Lauren was last seen. Listen for Jeremy Taylor's qualifications, his training, his certifications, education. You will also hear the protocol that was followed or not. After hearing all the evidence, you can decide whether or not Lauren was given a proper investigation. Let's listen in to Jeremy Taylor's deposition. Will the court reporter please swear the witness? If you solemnly swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Mr. Taylor. Good morning. Could you please state and spell your name for the record? Jeremy Taylor, J-E-R-E-M-Y-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Thank you, sir. Um, are you currently taking any medication that would impair your ability to hear or think clearly? No, sir. Okay. Um, is there any reason this morning you cannot give true and accurate, accurate testimony? No, sir. You had any alcohol in the last 24 hours? No, sir. Okay. Any, have you used any drugs in the last 24 hours? No, sir. Okay. Are you on any prescription medication? No, sir. Thank you. Now, you understand to your right is the court reporter, and everything that, she's, everything that you say will be transcribed by her? Yes. Um, although we are not in a courtroom, everything you say is also taken under oath, and it has the same power and effect as if you were in a courtroom. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Accordingly, you have to testify to the best of your abilities, and if you fail to do so, you could be charged with perjury if you're found to be uh, purposefully lying. You understand all that? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, same vein, just like in the courtroom, it's important that you give oral answers to questions so that the court reporter can tra- transcribe them. Please avoid uh-huh or nodding or yes and no, um, as opposed to just yes and no. Okay? Yes, sir. Uh, if you need to take a break, just let me know. Um, we'll probably take one or two breaks. Um, at any time, you can ask for one. I only ask that if you're in the middle of a question, please answer it before taking a break. If you don't understand what I'm saying, I'll try to be clear. But if you don't, please ask clarifying questions to make sure you understand the question that's being asked. Similarly, don't guess at what the answer is. If you know it, please state it. If not, please tell me that you don't or why you don't. Okay. Is there any of that that's unclear to you? No, sir. Now, have you ever been in a deposition before? Not in a deposition, no. Okay. Uh, you have testified, I presume, in court cases? Yes, sir. Okay. But never in this setting outside of the courtroom with a no, court sir. reporter and a video? No, okay. sir. Are you currently represented by an attorney? 
No, sir. What, if anything, did you do to prepare for this deposition? I haven't. I hadn't, didn't have time. Only got it like Thursday of last week, and then I had the weekend and today. Now, you originally were, deposed, were subpoenaed many months ago, correct? Yes. So you knew that you were going to be deposed in this case generally? I didn't know if I would or not. Last I heard, that they didn't know if it was going or not. Because one of them had already been dismissed. What did you hear? I, I didn't know if it was going or not. I, had, I haven't talked to anybody. How did you hear I, that, that one of the cases was dismissed? I was on, I guess the sheriff told me. Okay. He, he was talking to me about it. When did you speak? Is it Sheriff Ray? Yes. When did you speak to Sheriff Ray about that? been months ago. Okay. And what, where, where did that conversation take place? I have no idea. I don't even remember um, exactly what was said. I just know that it was in conversation. Was it a phone call? Was it in person? I don't remember. I mean, that's been months ago. Uh, do you remember the last time you talked to Sheriff Ray? Mm, that's been a while ago, too. We, we don't talk every day. Now. We, don't, we haven't talked in a while. Sure. Um, the conversation that you had with him where Sheriff Ray told you um, that, that one of the cases had been dismissed, was that while you were still employed by him? No. Okay. Um, what occasions would you have to speak to Sheriff Ray um, outside of employment? What occasions? Yeah. When would you see him? When would you talk to him? I mean, we talked quite a bit there for a while. I mean, we, we was friends outside of work. Okay. Would you socialize together? Yeah. What sort of things would you do together? Um, we went to auctions together. We worked on the farm together. Um, we text back and forth some, uh, talk on the phone, and things like that. How do you know Sheriff Ray? Just working with him. Um, I met him, um, I started the Cape County Sheriff's Department in 2007. Um, and Got to know him through that, and we became good friends. So it sounds like y'all are pretty friendly. So if you were friendly, why? We wasn't in. We haven't talked in some time now. Okay. So what happened to with the friendship? We just parted ways, I guess. Was there an incident or a reason that you parted ways? Uh, not particularly, no. I mean, we just—I work at one county sheriff's department now, and uh, he's got things going on. I got things going on, and we just kind of stopped talking. And so I've been going there for two years, I guess. Do you all ever send text messages to each other? We haven't in a while. But did you used to? Oh, yeah. Send emails to each other? Mm, I don't remember any emails, unless I was working or something. I might have got one. Uh, do you recall whether Sheriff Ray texted you about this case? Mm, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I mean, he could have some time ago. I mean, like I said, I don't remember. Okay. I guess I was trying to, to narrow down this part when Sheriff Ray told you that the, the case had been dismissed against one of the defendants. Mm -hmm. Could you give me a year that took place? Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, it was either... No, I, I don't know. Now, you were first subpoenaed in this case last fall. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And so that at that time you knew that you were going to be deposed, or you believed that you were going to be deposed in connection with these, this lawsuit? Yes. Okay. And so your conversation with Sheriff Ray must have taken place after you received that subpoena? I, I don't remember if it did or not. Did you ever inform him that you had been subpoenaed in this case? Yes. Okay. Um, how did you do that? I just told him that I got a subpoena. Him and the other detective, um, that worked it didn't get a subpoena. 
um, I, I think I spoke to you on the phone about that, and I told you that, or when we talked, I said um, something about, you know, are we going to, um, is this going to go or something, and you said expect uh, that you think it was going to be sometime whenever. I don't know, and then I got a subpoena, and then that got whatever. I don't know what happened with it. But it got pushed back and delayed yes. a couple times. Yeah, um, and I said, I asked you, um, I forgot now exactly what I asked you, but you said that you're trying to get a deposition to, uh, for certain people or whatever to find out to gather information, I guess. And that's when I told you that the sheriff or um, the, the detective, Robert Patrick, hasn't been subpoenaed. You know, and I think whoever it was, I I'm pretty sure it was you that I talked to that said that, uh, <clears throat> that I wrote down the name and um, said you'd take that. So, but as far as like in-depth conversation and stuff like that, we don't, I didn't get in-depth with it. Is it a, so what other conversations can you recall about this lawsuit? Um, just what's on TV, you know, what we, what they would see on, or what I would see on TV and, you know, the things that they would say and things like that. And what was that? I don't specifically know uh, every detail about it. I just know that we had conversations about the um, what was on, what they would say about um, what happened on TV and or uh, or what happened there. And they had those other deputies down there that was um, throwing that dummy off the cliff and things like that. You know, mm -hmm. and I don't remember the exact conversations that we had. What word for word? I don't even remember now what was on the TV. When you say we had conversations, you mean you and Sheriff Ray? Yes. So you and Sheriff Ray would talk about the news coverage of this case? Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> would you usually do that over the phone? Yeah, usually. Okay. Did they ever send you text messages about the news coverage like, hey, go watch Channel 4 or watch Channel 17? Could have. I, I don't remember if he called or would text. Okay, but as far as you're aware, he kept up with the lawsuit as it progressed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would tell you somewhat. I don't know exactly what he done. So I take it um, you haven't met with Sheriff Ray about this deposition. And I haven't. You have, have. you have not. No, I haven't. This deposition. Okay. Did you review your case file or any materials when you knew that you were going to be asked questions about this matter? No, I did not. I don't okay. have the case file. Besides Sheriff Ray, have you spoken with anybody else about this lawsuit? Yesterday. Talk to the county lawyer. Okay, and who is that? Hilton Conger. Okay. Um, now, he doesn't represent you in this matter, does he? No, he does not. Okay. What, did you reach out to him, or did he reach out to you? No, I went in his office yesterday. And First what time did, I had time. What did to, you tell him? I just asked him um, about, I just said, hey, I got a subpoena. What can I expect? You know, I've never been in a de uh, deposition before. You're the county attorney, you know. Did he prepare you for any of this? No, he yeah. just... So they're gonna ask you questions to answer them best you can, and that's about it. How long did you guys meet yesterday? Uh, I was probably there 15 minutes, maybe. Did you know Mr. Conger before that meeting? I did. And what was the capacity you knew him? He was a lawyer. You just knew him in his capacity as the county attorney? Yes. How old are you, sir? 30, I'll be 33 in five days, June 10th. Well, happy birthday. 32. <laughs> um, and where were you born? Smithville, Tennessee. Lived there your whole life? Yes. Okay. Do you live there now? Yes. Um, yeah. Where'd you go to high school? Um, DeKalb High School, DeKalb County. Did you graduate from DeKalb? No, I graduated, uh, actually I got my GED from uh, um, 
Montlow. Uh, how long did you? I was homeschooled there for a little while. When did you um, leave DeKalb High School? 2002. Okay. And what year was that in school, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior? Um, I think it was my sophomore year. And what were the circumstances of you leaving school? I had to work. What did you do for work? I worked with my grandfather. Do he, was, he was doing construction. Okay. And how old were you at the time? Um, 15. Okay. Um, did you stay in the construction work for a while? I did. Until how old? I was 21, I think, when I started the sheriff's department. So you worked for six years with your grandfather? Yes. What sort of stuff were you doing? Do you have a particular specialty? Uh, mostly drywall. Um, so that was between 2002, approximately, and 2008? Seven. Okay, <clears throat> 2007. Mm -hmm. And you said you eventually got your GED from Motlow State. When I got you... it in 2002. Okay, so the same year that you um, left Cab High, you got your GED from Motlow. It was, I left the cab at the high school in 2001 or 2002, so I okay. got it somewhere around there. It's been a long time ago. Okay. Um, this whole time, did you reside in the same location? No, I did not. Okay. Um, did you stay within DeKalb County? Yes. Before you went to work at the Sheriff's Department, did you have any yes. other professional experience besides working in construction with your grandfather? No, sir. Okay. Um, tell me how you ended up working for the Sheriff's Department. Um, I'd always wanted to be a cop. And, uh, my friends, I, I had several friends that worked there, and um, they had an opening, and I interviewed for it, and he hired me. Okay, and when you say he hired you, who hired you? The sheriff, Patrick Ray. Okay. Um, before that time when Sheriff Ray hired you, had, had you known him? No, I did not. Okay. What friends did you have in the department at that time when you were hired? Um, at that time, I had um, Patrick Britton. He's the sergeant there now. Um, Chris McMillan. Um, Shane Martin, um, Jody Johnson, Bobby Johnson. There's been so many that came and left, that, but that's the ones I can recall. Did you know these folks generally from high school? Yes. Um, that and just being in the community. Growing up together? Yeah. What job, official job title, were you hired for first at the Sheriff's Department? Uh, correctional officer. Okay. Does that mean you work in the county jail? Yes. What were your duties at that time? Um, taking care of the inmates, feeding the inmates, uh, giving their meds, making sure they don't escape. Uh, what sort of training did you receive to be a correctional officer? Um, I had to go through the, um, <clears throat> remember what it's called, it's the week course. Um, it's a school they send you to, get you certified as a correctional officer. Do you remember where that school was? I do not. Was it in the state of Tennessee? Yes. Okay. It was approximately 40 hours of coursework? Yes. Okay. And you first started that position in 2007? Yes, okay. September 2007. And how long did you remain a correctional officer? Hmm. Um, I went to the road. See, I went to the police academy October the 5th, 2008. I graduated December 2008, but I was on the road before that. What does it mean to be on the road? Uh, as a deputy. Back then, you could um, be a deputy for six months before you had to go to the police academy. So, just want to make sure my math is right. You spent about six months as a correctional officer before you became a deputy? That's correct. Um, what led to that promotion? Uh, they had a job opening, and he seemed fit that I was ready for it. Did you have any training before you became a deputy, separate from the course to become a correctional officer? Not official training, no. By unofficial training, somebody sort of shadowed you on the job or something to that yeah, effect? Yeah, I used to ride with the deputy, son. Okay. 
Uh, and so then in October approximately of 2008, you went to Police Academy? Yes. Where was that? Um, Walter State Community College in Green County, Greenville, Tennessee. Okay. And that took place for over two months? Yes. Did you receive any specialized training other than to be an officer? At that time? Yes. Uh, no. So you became a full-time deputy in December of 2008? Yes. Okay. How long did you serve as just a deputy? Um, I started uh, from 2008 to 2011, and then I got promoted to detective. Okay. Uh, what was the circumstances of your promotion? <clears throat> um, I like to work narcotics. Um, I, I was assigned, I, got, I busted a lot of meth labs and arrested a lot of people with uh, drugs. Um, he assigned me before I get, became detective to the drug detective. And that was my sole job, is to work with the drug detective. Um, I was still a deputy, but that was, I hadn't got promoted or anything, but that was my job. Um, that detective left, that job was open, and uh, he gave me that job. Did you get any training between 2008 and 2011? Just on the job stuff. I mean, I went to in-service every year. But no specific coursework or um, specialized training? I went to uh, Interdiction Plus, which is drug recognition, um, search vehicles, things like that. Um, that was within the state of Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Um, and after you became a detective in 2011, it sounds like you first worked with the narcotics unit? Yes. How long did you do that? Oh, the whole time I was there, until 2016. Okay. Um, did you receive other training to be detected between 2011 and 2016? Yes, I was a meth certified. I went to um, arson investigation, um, interview and interrogation. And how long were those courses approximately? Two. A week, couple days each? No, the meth school is, um, it's a week and a half long. And uh, I don't remember how long the other ones was. They was within a week. Okay. Um, did you get any specialized investigation into death investigation? Specialized training for death investigations? No, not that I remember. Um, did you all have individual detect individual detectives within the sheriff's department who did specialize in death investigations? No, that I know of. No. <clears throat> so, if a murder case was to be investigated, how would that be assigned within the sheriff's department? The sheriff would assign it to somebody or call who the TBI or called the DA's office or something like that. Before you were called in to investigate the um, death in this matter um, of Lauren Agee, how many death investigations had you led? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I wouldn't even dare to say. More than, more than 10? Yes, I probably. More than 20? It'd be hard to say if it was more than 20. Um, I would say in between 10 and 20. Okay. Um, I mean, it could be more than that. I, I, I don't know. I've, I've, worked, I've been on the scene with a, a bunch of deaths. Now, those are in death investigations. Uh, how many of those investigations resulted in a homicide case? Uh, none that I worked. Okay. So you've never worked a homicide case and went to trial? No. So I, I'm going to make an assumption here. I want you to tell me whether I'm right or wrong. But that means the 10 to 20 death cases that you investigated either were determined to be accidental or medically related? <clears throat> yeah, I don't know that. Well, what other causes of death besides homicide are there? Well, I mean, 
the what I went through, there's um, natural causes, um, things like that. People have been sick, um, suicides. Um, that's what I can recall off the top of my head that I worked. So natural causes, suicides, and accidental deaths? Yes. Did you work any car accidents, I presume? Uh, THP worked those. Okay. You didn't have any within the county? I mean, I, I would be there. When you say worked them... Um, Never as the lead investigator? No. Okay. And in these death investigations, we always usually, we had uh, uh, two detectives and maybe the sheriff, he would be on scene. So if something were to be wrong, he would call out the TBI or call the DA's office. Okay. And just to be clear, but between the time you started the sheriff's department in 2007 and the time that you investigated this case in 2015, in those eight years, you would receive no specialized training in investigating deaths? No. Okay. Do you know whether anyone else in the Cap County Sheriff's Department had had any training investigating deaths? I do not know. Okay. And do you have family here in Cap County? Yes, I do. Siblings? <clears throat> I have a sister, yes. She doesn't work with the, with the city or the county or the Sheriff's Department? Yes, she oh, does. Oh, she does? Okay. Not DeKalb County. Warren County. Okay. She currently, so you currently work with her at the Warren County Sheriff's Department? Yeah, she, she's a correctional officer. Okay. Now, was she working there before you worked there? No. She, she started after me. Okay. I tried to talk her out of it. It didn't work. <laughs> Understood. Siblings can't always be reasoned with. No. She's 10 years younger than me, too. So. Now, a few more background questions. During your time at the Sheriff's Department, did you have a professional email account uh, for work? Yes, I don't know what it is. Okay, but you were well, you were assigned an email address associated with DeKalb County? Yes. Okay. Now, before you were asked to investigate this case in 2000, summer of 2015, um, I'm going to ask you if you knew any of these individuals prior to that time. Okay. Okay. Did you know Sherry Smith? I did not. Did you know um, her husband, Michael Smith? No. Okay. Uh, did you know Hannah Palmer? No. Did you know Lauren Agee? No. Did you know Bricks Gambrell? No. Did you know Christopher Stout? No. Did you know Aaron Lilly? No. Okay. Had you had any interactions with any of those people, to your knowledge, before the date you were asked to investigate this case? No. Okay. Uh, and so if Aaron Lilly had said that he had known you prior to this time, that would be incorrect? Yes. Okay. And the first time you met all these individuals in the course of your investigation? Yes. In the course of the investigation and afterwards, did you maintain any friendships with any of the individuals I've named? No. Anybody else I did not name whose name you came across in the course of this investigation did you have a personal relationship with? No. Okay. Uh, when I say the name Aaron Lilly, do you know who the, I'm speaking about? Yes. Okay. Uh, when was the last time that you spoke to Aaron Lilly? Hmm. Uh... I don't know the date or anything like that. It was the last time I interviewed him. Uh, so it was in the course of an official interview? Yes. Do you ever recall having any phone contact with Aaron Lilly after the interview? I don't recall that. Do you recall your phone number at the time you were working this investigation in 2015? I take it you know the district attorney for DeKalb County? Uh, Brian Dunaway. I don't know him personally. I know who he is. Okay. Um, when did you first come to know who he was? When he got elected. Do you recall what year he got elected? I uh, do not. 2016, 2014? I don't know. I don't he, but he got elected while when you were still working in the Sheriff's Department, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, 
what professional interactions did you have with General Dunaway? Just case files that I had that I present to him, and um, we reviewed some cases, some drug cases and stuff like that. Did you ever have any conversations with General Dunaway about the present case and the investigation of the death of Lauren Agee? I don't know specifically him. Um, I did his investigator. Okay, and who is that? I think it's, um, I can't recall his first name. Is it Slatton? Slayton? I think it's his last name. I don't recall his first name. Okay. And what was the context? I knew two, two Slaytons. Um, I want to think Robert Slayton, but I could be wrong about that. Is he related to Nicholas Slayton? I do not know. There used to be a, a meth truck driver that was also a Slayton, and now I get them too confused. There's also a Slayton who was involved in that uh, big Iraq case that happened over during the war. They had the Nisar Square shootings. Oh, wow. He's from up there, too. Um, and how did Mr. Slayton or this investigator um, come into contact with you? Um, I just knew him from working up there, and... Um, the same review case files and stuff like that go over. But did he want to talk to you about this case specifically? No, uh, we, the sheriff wanted me to let him review it to make sure things was when did that right, see if he seen anything. And when did that take place? I don't recall. It was during when I worked out there, during when I was uh, working this case. It was not in the last, not since November? No, not for me. Okay. And how did that come to happen to the sheriff? What did the sheriff say to you about this? Um, we just, um, he said, just get with the DA's office and let them review the case. And I think it was right towards the end of the, when we closed it out. Okay. Did you ever speak to Mr. Sladden or anybody else in the district attorney's office after you'd originally closed the case? Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. I can't recall a conversation that I did. I want to take a moment and thank Ryan Ryder of Triple R Investigations out of Hearst, Texas, for his assistance in a case using his 3D scanning machine called Pharaoh. Ryan is able to do a recreation, reconstruction of a crime scene or crash. If you're looking for this kind of expertise, reach out to Ryan at 817-905-9779 or go online and look up triplerinvestigations.com. Okay, I get the timeline specifically right. When did you leave the Sheriff's Department? 2016. I think it's April 25th, maybe. So it's almost, this has been more than two years now? Yes. Okay. So none of that's happened the last two years? No. Okay. Yeah, um, I haven't done anything with this case since I left there. But you've spoken to Sheriff Ray about it since April 2016? Yes. Okay. Um, what has Sheriff Ray told you about this case? Um, just about the news and about that. Um, um, I can't, I don't remember exactly what he said about the um, the one that got dismissed or threw out or whatever it was that happened. It was a, mm, I, don't, I don't recall of any other conversations that we had about this case uh, as far as in depth about it. I know we didn't in depth. You know. Did he express any just dis- kind of displeasure the, with the case, happiness at dismissal? Just the, the news media covering it and stuff like that, some of the stuff that um, I don't remember now what was said, but there was a few things that I guess that um, maybe he didn't like or was against him or something like that. I don't know, but we didn't get, like, we never did get in depth with it. It was just kind of like, ah, you know, it's on again. And 
you know, stuff like that. Is it fair to say that he was displeased with the press about the case? Yeah. Um, and was he pleased that the case had been dismissed against one of the defendants? He didn't tell you that. Um, did, do you know who the judge was in this case? I do not. The sheriff ever talked about that? No. I, um, <clears throat> I don't even know if I know who the defendants. They named off those defendants, so I would assume it would be the girl. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I knew that at that time who it was that got dismissed. But you weren't aware of which judge was handling or anything like oh, that? Oh, no. Okay. Um, now, the names that I've listed above here, the people who I believe at some point you talked to or who were connected to this case, do you know if any of them had previously had any contact with the sheriff's office? I, I don't know. Uh, you, you're talking about the, the names you read off earlier? That's correct. If they had any conversations with the sheriff's department or well, contact? Let me ask this. Um, in the course of your work, you interact with people in the community. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Some folks are witnesses, some folks are suspects, some folks eventually become defendants. Yes, sir. Is that fair? In the community? Yeah. Yes, sir. And in the course of your work, you get to know people in the community through your work in one of those capacities. Yes, sir. They're witnesses, they're victims, they are defendants or suspects. Is that fair? Could, could turn into that, yes. Yeah. Okay. And the names that I've listed off here, Aaron Lilly, Rick Scambrell, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout, Lauren Agee, um, were you aware that any of those people had any previous contact with anyone in your department in one of those capacities? No, that I know of. Okay. Um, do you know what it means to deconflict a case? I do not. Okay. You, under, you know that some police departments are doing investigations that are also being done by the TBI or the FBI or the DEA? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had another law enforcement agency come and ask you about names, whether you know them or whether you work in a case involving them? Not that I know. Not that I can recall. Okay. You were a narcotics detective, correct? You, are you talking about? Well, let me just make sure I'm clear. You're talking about like an agency calling me and say, "Hey, do you know so and so? I heard they're running dope." That's correct. Yes, that, I, that's happened. Yes, not with those. Oh, I understand. I'm, I'm gonna get there. Build yeah. to it. Yeah. Make sure we got some background here. Yeah. Um, and. When, in your capacity as a detective, we'll say specifically as a narcotics detective, did you ever reach out to the Drug Enforcement Agency and say, hey, do you have any information about these individuals? They're suspects in my cases. Yes. Okay. Um, did you also do that internally within your police department? Yes. Okay. So there'd be cases and you would check with sort of the institutional knowledge of your fellow colleagues to find out if they had any information about the people that you were working with? Yes. Okay. Um, in this case... The names that I've listed here, um, Aaron Lilly, Bricks Cambrell, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout, Lauren Agee, did you ever run those names by anyone else in your department to see if anyone had knowledge about them? No, I didn't. Okay, why did you not do that? Um, it was, um, well, I wouldn't say it was that they knew who they was, but I'd say about every deputy in our department knew what was going on, you know, as far as the, um, what had happened down there um, at the lake. Um, there was a few deputies down there. Um, nobody had said that they knew who they was or anything like that. Nobody came to me and said, hey, I know them or anything like that. And they wasn't from DeKalb County. So just to be clear, you assumed that if anybody in the department knew any of these people, they would just tell you? Yeah, I would. Okay. Since they wasn't from there. Yeah. But you didn't just specifically make any requests of information about those individuals among the department? No, sir, I didn't. You said they weren't, those individuals were not from DeKalb County. Did you know generally where they were from, what part of the state? I didn't until I talked to them. And when you learned that, where were they from as far as you were aware? I don't, I don't recall now. I mean, from the Nashville area. Um, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think we went to Murfreesboro for one of them. I don't remember which one it was, but best I can recall. Refresh your recollection if I told you where uh, Miss Ag was from? Um, I think the Nashville Hermitage area, maybe. Hendersonville sound familiar, Sumner County? Yeah. And you would have known at that time that she was from Sumner County, the time you were doing the investigation? 
Yes, I went to her house. Okay, uh, which was in Sumner County, her yeah. house where she lived with her parents. All that, I'm not familiar with all that, uh, like Nashville, Sumner County and all that. You know, I'm not from there, but sure. yes, I did go to her house. And okay. Did you know the sheriff of Sumner County? I did not. You, you didn't then? No. Um, did you do anything to ask that individual or anyone in the Sumner County Sheriff's Department about the names that I've been discussing? No, I didn't. Okay. And just to be clear, on your current employment, you're working at the Sheriff's County, Sheriff's Department in which county? Warren, Warren County. County. Yes, sir. And what are you doing there? Still a detective? No, I'm a de deputy. And do you have a specialized role as a deputy? No, sir. You're a general deputy? Yes. Do you still do narcotics cases? No. I mean, not specifically. If I arrest somebody for it, then I get that case, but that's not my official job. Okay. What is your official job? Just a deputy. And you work full-time? Yes. How many hours a week is that? I work 12-hour shifts, um, seven days. And I work uh, two weeks. Every two weeks, I work seven days. 86 hours in two weeks. Okay, understood. Have you done any uh, training since you've been at Warren County Sheriff's Department? Yes. And what was that? Uh, we had our in-service. We go over um, firearms, um, uh, just the uh, mandatory stuff that we have to go over um, every year, uh, child sex, EVOC, um, mental ill, firearms training. Have you done any um, training with respect to death investigations? I have not. Now, you had a colleague working with you on this investigation named Detective Robert Patrick, is that correct? That's correct. Is Robert Patrick senior to you or junior to you in the department? Junior. How many years had Detective Patrick been working the case when he was assigned to work with you in July of 2015? How long has he been working the Sheriff's Department or That's the correct. case? The Sheriff's Department. Uh, he's been working the Sheriff's Department. I think he started in 2010 or 11. Okay. Do you know when he became a deputy? I mean, so do you know when he became a detective? I don't recall. That had been much long before he started working this case? I don't recall when he started as a detective. Fair to say he was a junior detective on the investigation? Yes. Okay. He's um, a chief deputy now. And at that time, he, was he assigned to the case the same time you were after? He was the first one on the scene. He, I was on call, um, and I went out of town, so he took call for me. Because um, we have, uh, the detectives have call rotation one week out of the month. But we have to be on call for anything. Um, when it's during the day shift, we, they was criminal um, him. It might have just been three of us that time. But um, <clears throat> there was two criminal detectives, maybe three, and a drug detective. I was a drug detective. I was on call um, this particular week that this happened. Um, he took the call for me because I was out of town, and he called me um, when I was out of town and told me what had happened and stuff, and I told him I'd come back have him work. So by the time I got there, it was they had already got her to the hospital. Now, do you recall that first conversation you had with Detective Patrick, what he told you generally? I don't. I, I don't recall. I, I think he just briefed me on the case about what was going on. And what I were the general things? You knew that there was a death? Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, he it? told me, um, the best I can recall, he, he told me that it was a female, um, that um, I guess a fisherman or somebody had found her, um, said that she had some friends down there, and I think that they had been camping up there. Um, that's what I that I can recall, that I, I'm pretty sure that's what we had a conversation about. Okay. And, and at that time, <clears throat> did you know whether Detective Patrick had any training with death investigations? I do not know. Do you have any certifications? As in... Just any particular certifications that some law enforcement officers receive over the course of their careers? Yes, I'm mass certified. Um, obviously, I'm a certified police officer, um, and we get certified every year in um, firearms. Yeah, firearms. Um, I wouldn't say they're certifications. We, I mean, we get certified every year in the 40-year in-service for whatever we go over. Um, they could range from anything. Now, did you have any specialized training with cases involving waterways or lakes? No, I did not. Okay. Now, had you had any investigation working in vehicular homicide cases? Vehicular homicide? That's correct. No. Um, you did work DUIs, I presume. 
Yes. Uh, but you never worked a DUI case that resulted in a, in a murder or a homicide? No. Are you aware of any of the science about specialized DUI measures with blood analysis, things of that sort? No. Okay. You said you left the DeKalb County Sheriff's Department in April of 2016, is that correct? Yes. What were the circumstances of your departure? Me and the sheriff, we, uh, oh, one, I was getting, I didn't want to work narcotics and things like that anymore. I was getting kind of burnt out. Um, me and the sheriff started button heads, you know, didn't agree on things, and I just decided I wanted to get out, and one day I just left, and I got out of law enforcement altogether for a while. What were you and the sheriff button heads about? Well, he's particular about things, very particular about um, looks. Um, some things he is not particular enough, and some things he's particular about. You know, he, he stayed on people about just nitpicking and micromanaging, I guess you'd say. Um, and the um, last time that I got called out um, was on a child death, um, and the TBI worked it. Um, and I got I went out um, like um, it was like a Saturday. I, once again, I wasn't on call, but he called me out to it, um, and I worked it for for about twelve to twenty hours, I guess, something like that. And got done with it on Sunday. Sunday he called me in the office and. Uh, wrote me up for not shaving before I came to work. You know, and I was like, called me out on a Saturday when I'm not on call and said there was a child that had died. I, that wasn't my first thing that I thought about was shaving. So we kind of butted heads about that and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And I said, I got to where I couldn't, I didn't want to do it anymore. Did I, you, I just wanted out of law enforcement altogether. Did you depart voluntarily or did he fire yeah. you? Yeah, departed voluntarily. Do you know whether your, 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 your personnel file reflects uh, Resignation or termination? A resignation. Okay. I'm positive. Okay. Had you previously been disciplined besides the incident regarding the ch child and not shaving? Yes, for not shaving. Same thing? Yeah, when I was off work. Um, That's kind of what I was, we was arguing about. Both times I wasn't on call and it was weekend. I guess he just wanted you to shave all the time. How many prior um, infractions did you receive? Just those two. Anything else verbally? No. Did you ever say anything about your clothing? No. Now, those are your only, um, I guess that job is the only job you have besides work in construction, correct? Yes. So had you ever been fired from a, a, Are you talking about police officer and construction? That's correct. Yes. Those are the only two jobs you've had up till now? Yes. Okay. And so it sounds like you've had three employers, your grandfather, DeKalb County Sheriff, and now Warren County no. Sheriff. No. Uh, oh, yeah, you worked in between those two, I guess? I did. I, I started with my grandfather, which was Calvin Bain. He's passed away now. Um, went to the Sheriff's Department, um, worked for Patrick Gray. I went to, um, when I left there, I went to work with my great uncle, who's my grandpa's brother-in-law. Um, what were you doing and, for him? Same thing. Construction? Yeah, I was a foreman over um, some apartments in Murfreesboro that was building. Um, I done that until I left in April, and I think I got done with those in like probably August, I would say. Something so like April 2016 to August 2016, you worked as a foreman? Yes. Okay. Um, then I, I would say it was around August. It might have been September. It was, it was somewhere in that area. Um, then I went to Murfreesboro PD. Um, I got hired on there, and I worked there until um, May, and that city life's just not for me. I left there voluntarily. Um, didn't. There was nothing. I just didn't like it. And uh, I went from there. I went to Warren County Sheriff's Department. So what was the last job you did before Warren County Sheriff's Department? No, no, no. I'll take that back. I'm sorry. I went to, um, I done uh, traffic control with uh, Mike Hoover um, after I left Murphy PD. I, I left one day and started work with him the next because I'd done that a little bit on the side as a side job. Um, it was a uh, traffic control in Nashville. It's called PLC. Um, I worked with him until I got hired at the Warren County Sheriff's Department.
Now, the Murfreesboro Police Department job, what did you do for them? I was a police officer. And how long was that? I don't remember exactly when I started. I left in May, uh, less than six months. Uh, what were your duties there? Same. I was just a police officer. I answered call. Yeah. You have to respond to the radio runs, that sort of thing? Yes. Okay. There was a lot of it. Yeah. Um, did you get any specialized training when you were at Murfreesboro? I did not. Did you, they do any sort of training in the beginning, or did they rely on your past certifications? Um, both. That you, Like, I didn't have to go through the full, um, I guess they have a 15-week um, classroom. I didn't have to do all that. I'd done uh, eight weeks, I think, maybe ten weeks, something like that, and I had to do the FTO. Everybody has to do the FTO, and I didn't have to do the FTO as long. Okay. Now, have you ever been arrested? No. Um, now, you work drug cases, correct? Yes. You ever had any of your drug cases result in suppression of evidence? No. Not that I can remember. Okay. You know what I'm talking about with the cases. Sometimes the defendants will move to suppress for a bad stop or something similar. Yeah. yeah. Not that I can recall. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying I don't remember any right off the top of my head. And you know if any of your cases resulted in statements of defendants being suppressed under Miranda? Not that I can recall, no. Okay. Have you ever had an adverse credibility determination by a judge? No. Okay. Have you ever gone bankrupt? No. Okay. Um, when you left school, that was not the result of any discipline or misconduct? No. Okay. Um, and have you ever been fired from a job? No. Um, okay. Has anyone on a job or at school ever accused you of fraud, dishonesty, defeat, or misrepresentation? No. I think before we get into the specifics of this investigation, I'm going to take about a five-minute break, if that's okay with you. Yes, that'd be fine. Hold on, let me see if there's one more thing I want to clear up. Time is 10.54 a.m. and we are off the record. Thank you. Time is 11.05 a.m. and we are officially back on the record. Okay, Mr. Taylor, you understand you're still under oath? Yes. Okay. Now you've given us a little bit of detail about the way that you were first kind of called into this case. I just want to go back to that and kind of start from there chronologically. Yes, sir. Um, as I understand it, you were um, on call the weekend of July 25th, 2015, the weekend yes, Lauren died. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and that was part of a standard rotation for uh, de detectives in the DeKalb County Sheriff's Department? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, and you learned about the fact that there had been a death from your colleague, uh, Detective Patrick? Yes. Okay. Um, was the case assigned to you solely because you were on call? Yes. Okay. Did you have any conversations with Sheriff Ray about the assignment of you to this matter? As in to what? Like Did why why you were selected to, assign, to investigate this case? No. Just because I was on call. Okay. <clears throat> Did you have any concerns about um, investigating um, a case of this sort at the beginning? Did I have any concerns? Yes. About your abilities to do so? No, sir. Okay. Um, did you take any steps to prepare for the investigation before you went to the scene? Um, went home and got dressed. I mean, not as far as the case goes, no. Okay. So kind of tell me as best you can recall what happened from sort of that moment forward. From the time I got there or got the call? The time you got the call. Um, <clears throat> went home, 
got my patrol car, got dressed, um, drove to the scene. Uh, on the way, I think I was, um, I think that when <clears throat> the call originally came out, I'm wanting to think that it was, it came out as a child. And I think that was the original call that I got and the reason I was coming back. Um, on the way, I think, um, as I can recall, you know, it's been, what, three years ago, um, I believe um, Robert had called me and told me it's an adult girl. And I think that was about the time that I was almost there. There's not good phone reception down there either, so I couldn't really talk a whole lot. Um, and then I went to the scene, and that's when I told you earlier that we he kind of briefed me on what was going on. Let me stop you there. When you say you got to the scene, where specifically did you drive? I mean, this is a lake, correct? Yes. So where did you drive to? I went to, I think it's called Steel Point. Okay. Um, it wasn't at Pageford Marina. It was at, across the lake from Pageford. Um, that's where I met Robert Patrick. Is that an entry point for boats in and out of the water? It is. Okay. So it's basically a boat ramp? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and the other detective with Cab County uh, was present at the boat ramp? Yes. Okay. Why was he at that particular boat <clears throat> ramp? I do not know. Do you know if that's the ramp where they were? They took the boat out that had Lauren's body? I don't know. Do you know where Lauren was taken out of the water? I don't. I wasn't there. Okay. So when you arrived, um, what, what were you briefed on? That they had found her, um, that they believe it to be Lauren Agee, um, because her friends had found her. I think that her um, friends was on a boat out in the lake um, with someone else. Um, that, let's see, she got found, she was down there with her friends who they thought she was, um, and where they was camping. And then um, I think they had taken statements or was gathering statements at that time. Um, and I remember, I don't remember which other deputies down there, I think uh, Brian Williams was a deputy down there, and I think Eric Russell, um, Brian Williams is now a detective. But I think that's the two that I can remember, and I'm, they might have been one more, maybe two, but I, I can't remember them. Okay. <clears throat> and they were taking statements. Um, where were they taking statements? They're on the ramp. Um, so did you see, when you were at the ramp, who did you physically see present? <clears throat> I don't remember. Um, there was some. There was so many people there. I don't. I don't remember who, who all was there. Okay. Well, well I also want to go back a little bit about what you just said. When you said they found her in the water, who specifically are you referring to? That, uh, I guess the fishermen found her in the water, um, <clears throat> and they called um, the sheriff's department or TWRA. I don't know who exactly they called, but called down there, the Sheriff's Department went, and that's when, I guess, Robert and the TWRA went out there. I don't know who, how that, I wasn't there at that time. Do you know if Robert was with TWRA when they found the body? I don't know. Okay. Uh, do you don't know which law enforcement agency was first on the scene? I don't. Okay. Um, and just to be clear, you were the lead agent investigating this death at the time? I wouldn't say I was the lead. I was there with the other detective. 
that you were signed. We don't have leads, I guess you would say. You were the most senior detective. Yes. And ultimately, on the scene. Yeah, and ultimately you'd be the one to make any sort of investigative decisions if there was an investigative practice. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't be... <clears throat> I mean, if something was... If I was to say something that he didn't agree with or that the sheriff didn't agree with, no, I wouldn't... I couldn't override that. Okay. So explain your role as an investigator, as a detective, generally. Well, I mean, we... Uh, generally, we work the scene. You know, we we go through... Um, um, we we always work together on most things. Uh, some things we work by ourselves, but most things we work together. And uh, that's what we was doing with this. You know, we wouldn't... I wouldn't say I was any more lead than he was. Um, I just was on call. <clears throat> and I ended up doing, you know, the interviews and things like that. Okay. Because I, I guess I did have the most experience. In the so when you, when you arrived at the scene and you were told that there was a dead young girl or a dead adult girl, mm -hmm. as you describe it, in the water, mm -hmm. um, what investigative steps did you believe needed to take place at that time initially? Um, gather um, the statements from the people that was there. Uh, try to gather um, information about who last seen her, what what happened, um, things of that nature. Um, I went to the where they was camping at. Um, went there. I took photographs um, <clears throat> of that scene. Um, I think. I don't remember if they had um, the um, Aaron Lilly and Christopher Stout and that the her friends there um, go to the sheriff's department. I think that's where we um, was going to meet up with them. The time I was down there uh, photographing everything, um, and we ended up doing that. And when I left there, I, I went to. Um, to the hospital um, where the body was and to meet with Lauren's mom and dad. So uh, I kind of want to take you through this even slower. You said you you know, went to the campsite, took some photographs. Yes, sir. What was the purpose of that? Just for the, to gain information, you know, to see if anything looked out of place, anything, you know, looked odd, things of that nature. What would look odd? What would be the sort of thing which would draw your attention as an investigator? I mean, there, there could be lots of things. I mean, it <clears throat> depends on what what you're working. I mean, if there was obviously if there was a bunch of blood there, you know. I mean, we know that something happened. Um, there was. I mean, I, I really don't know. It's just scene to scene. Depends on what you're doing. Okay. And what's the purpose of talking to the other people and getting their stories? To, as you say, find out what happened. Just to find out what happened. Okay. Um, when you work investigations and interviewing people, um, what steps, if any, do you take to get the most accurate information from those individuals? Um, <clears throat> as as far as like a single individual or a group, um, if it's a group, I try to um, not let them talk as much as I can, which in this case was not possible because they was already together. Um, they, was, they went to the sheriff's department, but it, I would go and um, take my initial interview with them, um, work the crime scene, work whatever you know I had to find out. If there was any questions I had to ask after the, after the fact, then I'd go back and ask them.
What's the purpose of separating individuals when you speak to them? So they don't get a story. In this case, by the time you arrived on the scene, they had been together for some period of time? I, I don't know if they were together or not then. I know they was when they went to the Sheriff's Department. <coughs> and why was that? I don't know. I don't know why. I guess because they rode together. Okay, so as far as you're aware, the individuals we're talking about here, um, Aaron Lilly, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout, Rick Scambrell, or I guess just the three of them, Aaron Lilly, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout, mm -hmm. drove together to the Sheriff's Department? As far as I know, I, don't, I, I didn't make contact with them after that, that night. Um, was there a reason you did not speak to them on the scene? They went, one of them was on a boat, and I was up there taking pictures and trying to gather information, and uh, they had already um, got a statement from the deputies. Okay. And who was that on the boat? Who was on the boat? Yes. I don't recall. Male, I guess female? The, the two males, as far, as far as I know. And what boat were they on? I don't know whose boat it was. And you said when you arrived on the scene that they <clears> identified <throat> the body as being the body of Lauren Agee. Do you know how they did that? No, I, they believed it to be Lauren Agee. I don't, they didn't identify it, as far as I know. And what was the basis of that belief? Their friends said that they was missing. Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at sheilawysaki.com. Next time on Without Warning. Did you ask anyone at the department at the hospital to conduct a rape kit? No, okay. um, The uh, pathologist, I think. I took it and does that. Do you know whether or not you as a detective have to request that they do that? No. Would it surprise you that that request <clears throat> has to be made specifically to the medical examiner for them to do so? Yes. Without warning, host executive director and executive producer, Sheila Wysocki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans. Thank you for listening to Without Warning. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a quick review to help others discover it too. If you or someone you know knows something about this case or the people involved, you can submit tips by emailing tips at shilawaisaki.com.